Good evening, morning, whatever, people. It's King Kyrie here coming at you from the age of the millennial. And right now I'm doing a micro little podcast about the whole Biden administration and their promise of student forgiveness or student loan forgiveness, I should say, and why it's considered so controversial. For those of you who are foreign listeners, um, many of you probably don't even have to worry about this. Um, but to give you a little bit of context, public, um, university or public college isn't really a thing here in America. And to that note, you have a lot of institutions that will use predatory tactics, uh, to get students to agree to a lot of things that they honestly don't understand. And for the most part, you'll have people that will say, Hey, well, you know, why don't you get your parents to help you out? The problem with that is it it implies that you have parents that will help or parents in your life in general. And it's very, um, not insensitive. Um, I don't know. It's like a, what am I trying to say? People tend to think that everyone comes from the same background as them. So if you have two parents that'll help you, you assume that there are two parents that will help every student when that's not the case. And it, it escapes me the uh, word that I'm looking for. It's, it's not uh, normative. God, presumptuous is a word, but it's not the word I'm thinking of. Uh, but anyway, I'm going past the point, going off the trail. I'm going back to the part that you got a predatory tactic that colleges use. And a lot of times they will have... Um, blanket statements or a small summary of what type of loan you're getting and they will show you how um, paying it back will look like and they'll say you don't have to worry about it until after you graduate. What they fail to say is that there are some loans that you take out that will start accumulating interest immediately after you apply for them and you receive them versus some that will only start accumulating interest after you get out of college. And there are some that are grants, which you don't have to pay back at all. And it's disproportionate on who can and who cannot receive those. Some grants go to specific demographics, specific minority groups, and others go without. So this whole convoluted idea of student loan debt and affording college here in America can get very sticky very quickly. There was an instance where um, some college student, I forgot, it was in the past 10 years, I know, and you have uh, colleges that allow, you know, banks and credit card companies and all of these different uh, financial institutions on their campuses, and they go after freshmen. It's very, very sickening. And I remember going back to school, so, I originally went to Lone Star in Houston, um, and they didn't have any of this when it came to, you know, um, opening week or rush week or, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but when I went to a public institution, a public college in, um, what's it called? Indiana. I started seeing when it was time for classes to start, like all of these different banks and stuff. I never, you know, messed with that. I didn't have to. Um, I ended up getting the bare minimum loan to pay for my schooling and all of that stuff. And then I started getting grants because of my grades and my 
um, both ethnic, racial, and uh, LGBT status. So I pretty much had my school paid for after a certain point. But there are some people that, you know, took out these loans and they got credit cards and they just didn't understand. And when you look at the fine print that's labeled on all of these things, it's very convoluted to the point where if you don't have a law degree or some sort of financial accounting degree, you're not going to understand what you're doing until it's done. And so about, I don't know, it was within the last 10 years, there was a kid who ended up accumulating, I think, uh, $800,000 in debt as a freshman, and he didn't understand how. And when he found out that it was permanent, that it would never go away, he committed suicide. And his parents, after finding out what happened and why, they ended up suing, and there were some, you know, regulations put into place that made it harder, not impossible, but harder for people to, or, or institutions to uh, go in and prey upon children who don't understand loans. There are a lot of people on both sides, as I said earlier, that are claiming that this is a good thing versus it's a bad thing. And I don't know why everyone's making it political. It, 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 it should, their politics should not be in this, first off. Because it's from a business standpoint. Something is just bad for business. Allowing these institutions to prey on ignorance, to me, never should have been allowed in the first place. So to say that the uh, government is going to forgive certain types of loans, I don't have a problem with that. People are saying that, oh, well, we are being taxed and we're paying for somebody else's education. That has always been a thing with public school. And then when it comes to grants and when it comes to all of this stuff, especially when it comes to um, organizations that are outside of the uh, public schooling system outside of collegiate school systems, uh, they who end up getting money from programs and organizations and government assistance and all of that stuff to allow people to go to school. Where do you think that money's coming from? It's coming from these government institutions that they get it from taxes, it become write offs, and it, it, it's this whole thing. That all comes connected, it all comes full circle. But my thing is, when it comes to taxes, when you are paying those, you don't get to tell the government what you want the taxes to go towards. You're like, oh, it's unfair that I'm being taxed to allow so-and-so to go to college. Well, you also are getting taxed to make sure the roads stay maintained. You're getting taxed to make sure parks and all of these things get cleaned up by, you know, public city workers and things like that. Your taxes do a lot more. To say that a portion of the taxes are now going to student loan or debt forgiveness from people who went to college, who gives a, who gives a fuck? I look at my taxes and I'm like, wow, they're taking money from my taxes. I don't know where it's going. All I know is that it's being taken. And that's that. Like, if you don't want to pay your taxes, then don't pay your taxes. But at the same time, it's like, I have no control over where it's going. So why complain about it? 
if it wasn't going to student loan forgiveness, where else would it be going? If it's not one stupid thing, it's another. So the fact that it's being used now to help pay back some of these predatory loans that never should have been allowed to go out to these individuals in the first place, I don't really care. As someone who doesn't have many student loans and who can't apply for this, I don't feel jaded or... Some people are taking it personal, y'all. Some people are, are literally going on TikTok and saying... I hustled, I bustled, and I got my student loans paid. You know, good for you. Congratulations. I'm glad you were able to do do that for yourself. Unfortunately, there are some people who are not as capable of doing that. And it's not saying that they are lazy or that they can't do it. There are circumstances that may have prevented them from doing it. There are some people that I've known that will get out of college and immediately end up with a health crisis so they can't go into the workforce right away and their student loans just build and build and build and build there are a lot of doctors who are like oh they get paid so well yeah but they're in debt until they're 50 years old personally I don't believe that that should be a thing and I have another podcast about college being a waste of time and money and I also have my recent podcast with Kemi Martinez who uh, professor Dr. Kemi Martinez who uh, talked about the long road it took to get there one aspect that I didn't cover uh, was the financial burden that it, it, it takes to get to become a doctor when it comes to undergraduate A lot of that, to me, is bullshit because it's nothing more than a retelling of your high school courses. They're literally the same, y'all. I've talked to several professors about this and I've asked, why do institutions demand us take the same classes for the first two years that we just got done taking in high school? And they'll tell us, Oh, well, because it's not as comprehensive in high school. Uh, it, it, I guess it depends on where you went. Because there are a lot of things that I already knew when I took these basic common core classes that to me were a waste of time and money. And if you're going to an institution where your credit uh, hours, it's going to cost you 5000 per, you're taking these classes and you're paying $15,000 for one course, because they're three credit hours, one course you're paying $15,000, and it's nothing more than English. You're writing papers, you're reading books that you've already read, or you've heard about, or you've had some sort of exposure to, but you're going more in depth with the book. What is me reading half a book versus me reading the entire book going to change when it comes to the concept of understanding the writing style? It's those kinds of things that have never made sense, but you end up with my 15 grand regardless. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. There are a lot of things that are going on in college that should not be as far as forcing students to take certain courses. Then it leads to people building up this debt and they ask themselves, you know, well, why is that? Well, I had to take all these courses. Well, why did you? Because the institution made me. I had to take, I've said it before, jogging and weightlifting. 
someone who's been an athlete for most of my uh, junior high, all of my uh, high school career, and then I'm forced to go to college and take jogging and weight training, two separate classes. And then they wanted me to take public speaking, which I had no problem with. I, I aced, I believe that it's, you know, a pretty good class to take, but then they wanted me to take music theory and all of these geology, you know, the study of rocks. What does that have to do with a public relations and or office administrative position? What is me knowing the difference between Quartz and Galena going to have like the impact? It makes no sense. The knowing weather patterns, all of this stuff to me is superficial, non-important bullshit that I didn't really need to know. And it took the place of a course that could have been a lot more beneficial to my field. Like give me a psychology course that I have to take, like tailor specific degree programs and degree studies with specific courses. Don't tell me to take English one and two because that's what I need. Why do I need it? Oh, because we said so. That's a, that's a child's answer, y'all. D- to tell, tell someone they need to do something because and give no other explanation is to me a problem. And so when you're telling all these students, you know, take these courses, not because it'll benefit you, but because we want you to take them while also giving us all this money. If you can't pay for it, we've got all these financial institutions that will come and help you get student loans to pay for it. It's a real big problem here in America. And growing up and going to school uh, where you have IUSB, where where I went, then you had uh, St. Mary's, um, Bethel College, and then the University of Notre Dame, all within like a five to six mile radius of each other. I've had a lot of experience with people who have gone to Notre Dame and St. Mary's and Bethel and uh, IU from other countries. And then of course you've got professors who uh, moved here and they started teaching uh, from other countries. One of them was Professor Anurag and he was always very against student loans. He hated the idea of student loans and he was always helping students who needed help navigating paying for college and there are a lot of uh students that have went to notre dame and they're like why does college cost so much here and i've never really had an answer for them other than the fact that it's a billion dollar money-making scheme like going to school in america the college system is a billion dollar industry for so many different companies and so many different industries so you've got banking that's involved heavily so in american college you've got uh the people that make textbooks textbooks again another huge expense and then if you end up going to school at the wrong year they won't buy the textbook back because they're printing a new one that's going to be used for the same course next semester i've had that happen to me where i ended up you know, renting or buying a book and you go and try to sell it back. Oh, well, we're not accepting this one or we'll accept it at one-tenth the price you paid for it because it won't be used any further for this particular course. How is that my fault? It's my problem, but it's not my fault. 
And so the 300 bucks that I paid for this, I'm now getting 30 bucks for it. Cool. Student loan forgiveness wouldn't be a thing if we had tackled this problem sooner. There are more people in America now that have a bachelor's degree or associate's degree than ever before. And what that means is you've got more people that are in debt than ever before. And with the influx of so many people with degrees, the competition for jobs is a lot higher. So you've got people who aren't getting hired after college because the people who are competing for jobs, there are more of them. And so all those loans that end up accumulating, you can't pay for working as a server or as a barista or as someone working for minimum wage. You just can't do it. And so having this burden lifted from you is something that you'll appreciate. And there are people who, like I said, who are thinking very selfishly like, oh, well, I I busted my butt to pay for this. Congratulations, you won. Maybe you're that candidate who went to the job interview and you were selected for that job that gets you 75, 90,000 a year. But there are others who are not as fortunate. It doesn't make you better than them. It makes you more fortunate than them. Something about you screamed to your employer that you were the right choice. Y'all could have had the same exact background. But... You were chosen over the other six or seven candidates. And let's be clear, as a person of color in this nation, student loans have been notorious, notorious to overburden people of color more so than anyone else. All these institutions prey on people of color. They prey on their ignorance and their hopes that they don't have the knowledge to understand that they're being duped into getting these credit cards and getting these loans that are going to cripple them 10, 15 years, 20 years after they get out of school. And I could quote the statistics, but there's no point. There are a lot of people who have already quoted this to me. And if you really, really, truly care, you can go and look up, just Google the disproportionate Uh, student loan debt per race and then also the disproportionate student loan debt per gender because for whatever reason male students who are actually who actually make up the minority of students graduating from college typically accumulate more debt than female students I don't know why I, I don't know I don't know how or why that's figured in, but that to me, it it seems kind of weird and fishy. Some people have said, because I brought this up before, well, it's like, oh, well, men get paid more. That doesn't matter. Just because men typically get paid more, and that's with certain fields, y'all. Just because men typically get, get typically, (laughs) typically get paid more doesn't mean that they should be preyed upon more. For student loans. And I guess I just answered my own question about how and or why uh, men get more student loan debt than women do. If men are approved for higher student loans or, or, or loans, then their interest is higher. Uh, well, I guess that wasn't that big of a mystery. But the fact of the matter is, I'm okay with it. And there are certain people who 
I guess are out of touch. They, they will go off and they'll say, I didn't have to get student loans. I had my college, you know, paid for my parents, paid for my college. This is not fair to me because I'm end up, I end up paying for something that I didn't need. It's not that you didn't need it. It's that you had someone there to pay for it. And there are people that don't like the idea of quote unquote handouts and people getting free money as far as grants go to help pay for college. If I were a millionaire and I paid for my children's education, I am in essence their governing body, their government. They come to me for their support and I give it to them. They got a handout. It just came from a personal place. I don't understand how people don't see that. Let me further clarify because there are some people that I know are listening to this now and scratching their head. A poor person going to school and having their school paid for by a government program is receiving a handout from the government. An elite individual that has a parent or parents that are millionaires goes to school and have their parents paying for their school. Both individuals are not paying for their own education. Somebody else is paying for it. But the person who's having their parents pay for it is claiming that the person who is getting money from the government, that's not fair. Well, why not? Neither one of you is responsible for your own bills. Why are you complaining that somebody else is paying for somebody else's schooling when somebody's paying for yours? All you did was be born into the right family. How can you use your status within a wealthy family as a jumping off point to say that somebody else should do something that you couldn't do yourself? If you really feel that way, when mommy and daddy come to you and say, we've got school covered, tell them no, you'll figure it out on your own. And watch how your attitude changes. And when I brought this up to people who have had their parents pay for it, they were like, oh, that's not the same thing. And I asked them always, why not? Because they're my parents. And that person has parents too, but they can't afford that. Well, yeah, but that's how is that my problem? How is it my fault? No one said it was your problem. No one said it was your fault. But how is it theirs? The fact that they weren't born into a family that could pay for their college and they had to go through a lot more struggles and go to a lesser school just so that they could afford or have a company or organization pay for them to go to a certain school. How is that their fault? Again, it goes back to the whole, you're not better than them. They're not lazier than you. You're just luckier. Being born into the right family has its perks. And you have to accept that. Well, I guess you don't have to accept it. You don't even have to acknowledge that. Because it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that there are certain people who are inherently better off than others. And that will complain that they shouldn't have to do something 
for somebody else, even though the same thing was done for them. The circumstances may have been different, but the fact of the matter is they did not stand up on their own. They've had a crutch their entire life, AKA their rich parents. And they, you can say, oh, well, you know, the wealth was accumulated that they, you know, were born into a family. So they inherently deserve it. And I have always found a problem with that. If I ever came into money and I had kids, I would never say, you know what? You deserve to have me pay your way. And then when you grow up, I'm going to make sure one of my elite friends hires you into a position where you start off right out of a four-year degree making six figures. I'm not saying that that always happens, but from what I've heard, from what I've seen of people who have graduated from school, oh, I've got a job lined up already. Well, how'd you get that? Oh, you know, my mom knows so-and-so, or my dad knows so-and-so, or I'm going to be working with my parents. So right out of school, you're already being groomed to take over your father's, your mother's, your uncle's, someone's company. That's cool. But you didn't really earn that. You were born into it. Clap, 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 clap. Good for you. But that doesn't mean you're better than somebody else. So when the government steps in and says, you know what, we see a disproportionate uh, amount of people struggling, let's go ahead and as a country, help them out. And it's not with all student debt, it's certain types of student debt. Like I said, I don't qualify. There are certain people that's with certain loans that don't qualify. But it's gotten to a point where it's such an issue where people can't live after this whole idea that you go to school, you get your degree, and you go and find a job turns out to be, eh, kind of, sort of true, maybe, when it's not really. They made it seem so black and white that you go and you get your education, you go and you do some internships, and then you go into the world and you start making money and living your life. Absolutely not. In an ideal world, perhaps, but not here. So with student loan forgiveness, I am, I'm sort of indifferent. I don't care. I'm paying for people to, uh, to get their loans taken care of with my taxes. Cool. And helping someone else who needs help has never been a problem for me. I have never taken my situation and said, oh, well, since this happened to me and I dealt with it on my own, they should too. I have never understood that. To me, that is so fucking self-centered. And granted, it's something that our society has often pushed on us to be self-centered, to say, me, 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 I, I, I. But... When, where, where's the line get drawn? When do we finally acknowledge the man or woman holding their hands out crying, asking for help? Because our country has done this to itself. Student loan forgiveness for me is not a problem. 
never will be. What needs to change moving forward are the practices that these colleges do in order to get students into the door. And a lot of you listening, as far as my foreign speakers, many of you probably don't even have this issue. And people often say, well, you know, America is, you know, a great place to get educated. But then I've had so many people from so many different countries, from Ireland, from Sweden, from Italy, from Brazil, come over here and they're like, the school here is not that difficult. The classes, the coursework, like it's not as hard as it is in our country. So we're paying significantly more according to these individuals who are from out of the country who are just coming here to learn abroad for lesser education and then there are so many jokes about how learning in other countries is just so much more poor or the education system in so many other countries is just much more poor than America the lies we tell ourselves keep our superiority complex going peace out for now y'all and namaste that is I didn't realize a, a, a goodbye or a farewell and I forgot what language that was in I actually recorded a few because I know I promised that I would sign off with more greetings from other languages let me see because I know that I have a bunch And for Spanish, I was like, hasta la vista, it's totally adios. I was overthinking, it's totally adios. And Japanese, uh, sayonara. And of course, Russian, dos vidanya. Oh no, dos, yeah, dos vidanya. And then I I know some more, but (laughs) I'll get those later. And uh, namaste, I guess, is Hindi. Oh, oh, Cantonese, yeah, bye-bye. I thought that was like nonsense, but it's really bye bye. Spelled B A A I B A A I. Bye bye. So peace out for now, y'all, and bye bye. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny.